You are listening to Power Up Your Team podcast with host Martina Kuhlmeier, helping women small business owners like you build a resilient team so you can scale up and win in the marketplace. Hello and welcome back. So, where do you like to shop for your next outfit? Do you enjoy getting a super deal at Nordstrom Rack or do you like shopping in an exclusive high-end boutique? Where do you like to have dinner? Do you prefer the quick meal at McDonald's where you get a burger for $1.99 in a brown paper bag? Or do you prefer a $30 made-to-order burger in a fancy five-star restaurant? While we have our own subjective expectations of price to value, we are generally willing to pay more for superior service or high customization. But what would happen if the fancy restaurant served us a one-size-fits-all burger in a brown paper bag? Or if we need to dig through a pile of sale items in a fancy boutique just to find our dress size? We probably would not be happy because the price-to-value ratio has gotten out of whack. Welcome to episode 15 of Power Up Your Team podcast, where I share three considerations so you can build a business model that dazzles your clients. Show notes can be found online at powerupyourteam.com slash 15. Where does your business model sit on the trajectory between same service at low cost or high customization at a premium price? There is no right or wrong as long as price to value is fair in the eyes of the customer. As you are scaling your business, think about what your operations should be designed to do and build with that intention in mind. And here are three considerations you may take on. First, design the customer interface with strategic intent. Is it designed for low cost and high efficiency? Or is it designed for high-touch customer intimacy? Consulting services or project-based businesses fall typically into the second category because each deal is tailored to the needs of a specific customer. This model often operates with account executives who develop intimate knowledge about the client over the course of the relationship. In a small organization, you as the business owner might be in this role for all major accounts. Then there are organizations that cater to a vast number of customers with the exact same service. Examples are printing, social media, recruiting, online trading or marketing services. And then both models can be found in one and the same industry. In the travel industry, for instance, there are boutique travel agencies that book your trips soup to nuts versus Expedia where you do everything yourself. Both models need great service to ensure customers feel they get their money's worth. The difference lies in how that is achieved. Second consideration is avoid the murky middle of wanting to be everything to everybody. In this spot, you're not making any customer happy and don't make much profit either. You are likely perceived as too expensive for customers who seek boutique services or not convenient enough for those who are paying for efficiency. I like to share an example from my experience leading the portfolio management company I've referenced in earlier episodes. 
At the onset, we had a one-size-fits-all approach across completely different lease and loan portfolios, ranging from large commercial to small consumer accounts. We charged a higher fee for the commercial portfolio with the expectation that we provide focused account services. However, customer service and collection teams use the same contacting methods, procedures and technology to conduct business across the board. And not surprisingly, the result was that we underserviced hundreds of commercial accounts and never got any traction collecting payments on thousands of consumer accounts. Commercial customers felt neglected and underserved. For instance, they would be charged system-triggered late fees that stood in no relationship to the significance and size of the account. To improve this situation, we created two unique customer-focused teams. The commercial team implemented an account management approach to emphasize the relationship aspect of the service model. Team members handled all aspects of the account and were given authority to make decisions such as waiving late fees. More importantly, they started a practice to give a courtesy call before a payment was due, with the result that the vast majority of invoices were paid on time. See, this high-touch model doesn't work in a portfolio with tens of thousands of small accounts. Therefore, the consumer portfolio team created new call routines and new technologies appropriate for high-volume business that improve targeting, reach, and customer self-service. So in summary, we built market-focused portfolio teams. We aligned our service approach and the operational underpinnings to the price-value expectations of the different markets. And the final consideration, always keep the back-end lean. Even in the high-touch customer intimacy model, there is no reason not to keep back-end processes such as finance, accounting, or purchasing as streamlined as possible. Speed and efficiency in this area matters, even if you are in a high-touch model. As a small business owner, outsource work that you need to get done more efficiently to a vendor who is specialized and already operating at scale. Develop process steps for your service delivery so you can standardize components that can be easily adjusted for different customer needs. And be selective on investing in technology. Prioritize investments that benefit your customer experience design. Designing the service experience for your customers with strategic intent will give clarity on what level of investment is needed in technology and in people. It also helps to prioritize which processes to outsource so that you and your team can dazzle your customer with a well-thought-out business model. Thank you for listening to Power Up Your Team podcast. Leave a review about this episode and share it with other women business owners. Show notes can be found online at powerupyourteam.com. Music